you're on. Hello, world. Uh, Sky Skyler. That's me. Welcome to Teachers Talk. We you decided that I needed to speak first because I never speak first. <laughs> and I keep talking over you. I'm really trying not to. It's fine. You go. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Hello, world. I'm Taylor. I'm Skylar. And you're here listening to our podcast because... Why not? Because you like to learn about teachery things. Yes, you do. And today I feel like is relevant to all walks of life if you are an employee of any sort. Oh, so all biz, all jobs. All jobs. I was going to say businesses, but that doesn't apply. <laughs> all jobs. Each and every one. Love so it. yeah, I'm cool. excited. It's going to be a fun day. It was Skylar's week, but she's been heckin' heckin' busy. I It's been such a week, and I... It has been. I'm just trying to get back on my feet a little bit. I was... I mean, not to... I mean, we talked about sicknesses and stuff already, and I was getting over satisfaction. Lots of baking this week. Didn't uh, have any time yeah. to do anything. So Taylor generously offered to uh, do another week of other things i'm excited she reads like a maniac and I now don't. now that we're free yeah i haven't even had a chance to read like two pages no. in my book so she made us graduation cupcakes to celebrate with our classes so <laughs> she made what a hundred some cupcakes well it was like 60 for a class plus an additional two dozen for a teacher that oh ordered cupcakes so it was like yeah. it was about a hundred cupcakes that i made Insane. thursday night i was up till about 11 doing those and no. then Saturday all day was baking a cake and it was a oh that was a doozy it was yeah. a gymnastics cake it was beautiful Thanks. she didn't think so I thought I so. hated it um that's the thing that sucks is when you spend all day on something like that and then you hate the result then that's what frustrated me the most I yeah. think was spending so much time on it and yeah I just didn't love it but it is what it is I'm I really it was pretty I'm really hard on myself so you are you should post pictures of them <laughs> I told her she should start an Instagram. I will do that this summer and I will tag it here. <laughs> um, so, so speaking of side hustles oh. and all things extra work, that's the perfect segue for our episode today, actually. I love that. I love it. So should we just like do it? Let's Jump in. in. Let's dive in. All right. So this is perfectly timed for, <clears throat> excuse me, the end of the school year. Mm. Kind of as we like wrap everything into a nice little bow and then start to prepare ourselves for a new school year. Yeah. So teachers, it's definitely still applicable to you. And then just like humans in general, this is super applicable to you. So I'm excited. I have been reading and I am not done yet with laziness does not exist. And this was written by Dr. Devin Price, who is a social social. I knew I was going to butcher it already. (laughs) Social psychologist, um, also a writer, an activist, and a professor. Wow. So they have many things going on all at once. Henceforth, (laughs) why they wrote this book. (laughs) Does not exist. So this book kind of was written to provide tips and exercises to unlearn what is deemed as the laziness lie, which Mm. I will get into. Um, That's just deeply rooted within our society. Yeah unfortunately i thought it was fitting like i already said as we kind of like prep for a new school year Mm -hmm. we're wrapping things up i will say this book has been really hard for me to read for a couple of reasons um mostly it's helping me undo some of my own understandings when it comes to laziness Mm -hmm. and like the cultural norm that we associate with laziness yeah 
so that's when um like I have to read it in small chunks and kind of let it settle um and I don't necessarily innately agree with everything that the author says okay which is interesting because I mean I am a person who typically like gravitates towards books that I identify with Mm -hmm. um but this one talks a lot about like where this quote unquote laziness lie comes from like what it is where it's embedded into our norms and Mm kind of a result of it so it's an interesting read it's a really pretty cover yeah I was gonna <laughs> say I like the colors on it's it it's gorgeous um but yeah you should check it out and yeah should we just right, jump tell in me, tell also, me about this laziness live I just want to preface with oh. I'm really sorry for any whining my dogs are very needy right now very needy I'm sure you missed them last time so <laughs> we currently have they need Henry to make up in the for room it. they do so let's start by defining the laziness lie shall we please so the laziness lie is a deep-seated culturally held belief that leads many of us to believe one if not multiple of the following so one deep down i'm lazy and worthless Mm. two i must work hard incredibly hard all the time to overcome my inner laziness three my work is earned through my productivity my worth Sorry, I said work. My worth is earned through my productivity, which I identify with a lot. (laughs) Um, Another one is work is the center of life. Also something I currently identify with Mm. or like and learning to undo. Yeah. And then the last one is anyone who isn't accomplished and driven is immoral. Mm. Um, But the laziness lie is the source of the guilty feeling that we're not doing enough which i think every person for the most part can identify with I, like you feel that 100%, guilt percent yes and it's it's not a fun feeling no it's not it's not especially like when you hear stories of all like you know accomplished people who are younger than you or whatever and it just automatically i'm like wow i must be so lazy for yeah. not being on that same page correct well, and then I also like that I'm reading this book as we kind of finish our master's program mm-hmm. because I'm undoing this belief that I have to pursue what's next. I have to extend. I have to hit the next goal line. Yeah. And it's actually interesting. One of the last pages, which I didn't initially write down for this episode, mm-hmm. but it's kind of uh, relevant to what we're <laughs> saying right now. Yeah. If I can flip to it. There it is. So it says, achievements are fleeting things. They can never bring us true satisfaction. As soon as you've crossed the finish line, so like our masters, right? Mm-hmm. And collected the trophy, the joy of the the joy of running the race is over. Um, and then it continues to say, there's no victory great enough to overcome the, the dictates of the laziness lie. In fact, the lie tells us that we must never be satisfied. Mm-hmm. We must keep running after new opportunities again and again. No, many, no matter how many victories lie behind us. In this way, being achievement obsessed actually makes life less rewarding and enjoyable because we never get to truly savor or appreciate what we've done or where we've been. I was like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's hard. There's, there's this inner desire to achieve and mm-hmm. continue to grow. And I think that's not what the author is saying here. It's more like, you need to identify like you need to be proud of where you are and what you've overcome and the successes that you've made 
I I can understand what the author is saying, but it's also at the same time for me is you need to set goals for yourself and it does feel good to achieve goals and and not that that's not what right. they're saying but um yeah that's like I, I know. see both I'm kind of like well I really want to set goals and I want to achieve them and and maybe in a year when right. after we're done with our masters I'd be like well that wasn't why would I like why did I do that but well, right now I'm like I'm very happy that we did it and we're done with it and and you already see kind of like where my mind was going while mm-hmm. reading this book because like we do have this, that inner like, I want to achieve and I want to do things. And, yeah. But also it's like, I see where the author is coming from of like, but I also understand the need to like not push yourself so, so hard. Yeah. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about the laziness lie, but really what I want to focus on today um, is how to work less because I think that's the key takeaway from what I've read thus far. I want you listeners to be able to put this into action. Mm -hmm. Um, And really, I mean, this podcast is dedicated toward teachers, but um, we already know how burnout is Mm -hmm. in our world. And so, and I know we've talked about it before, but just giving you actionable items of things that you can do Mm -hmm. to make your life better and easier I think is always a good takeaway oh yes so 100% um scrolling back up um our culture has us convinced that success requires nothing more than willpower Mm. Uh, we associate people seen as lazy as people with less innate value than productive people Mm -hmm. that is because we live in a world where hard work is rewarded and having needs and limitations is seen as a source of shame. Yeah. So I wrote, I would possibly change shame. So we live in a world where hard work is rewarded and having needs and limitations is seen as a source of shame mm-hmm. too. It's seen as a source of maybe incompetence yeah. or devaluation. I, yeah. And I just am thinking of like, a place where I worked before and you were, I mean, if you called out, you were like shamed. Right. You were shamed for calling out. They never would believe that you were sick unless you were the employee like who I was. And I never, ever called out unless I was actually like, and then you're valued in bed, right. Dying. And then, then they would believe it. But there were other people I just would be, I just remember being around and they were like, yeah, they called out, but we know that they're not actually sick and it's like mm-hmm. how do you know and I don't know I just see that as kind of the society that we're in is when somebody calls out we're automatically like really yeah we, I know and we're yeah. to take that day off right and we're just pretty quick Harsh. to judge mm-hmm. yeah well and it's funny that you mentioned that because the author inter- does a lot of interviews and mm-hmm. all of this is backed by research which is really really cool mm-hmm. um but the author interviews a lot of people and one of the interviewees was saying like I used to be harassed by my boss when yeah, I called out. Exactly. Whereas like we luckily don't live in that world. Mm-hmm. But I mean, regardless of the fact that our bosses don't harass us or give us flack for calling out, like yeah. I still feel guilty. I always like feel when guilty. I'm sick, sick, yeah. I'm like, Oh my God, like I feel so bad. I'm, I have Same. FOMO for not being there. Whatever. I had a fever and I was yes. wanting to go into work cause yes. I felt so bad. Yeah. So I added an additional note saying we even do this in schools where we push students and we push and we push and we push Mm -hmm. and we view the lazy students as like not incapable of success, but like, oh, 
you're just kind of like floating by. Yeah. You know what I mean? You'll just skate through. Yeah. So this lie is also perpetuated because we define people by their jobs, which I thought was super interesting Mm. and something that I did agree with in this book. We categorize people based on the labor that they provide to others. We don't ask a person what you're passionate about or what makes them feel happy or at peace. One of the first questions we typically ask a person is, so what do you do for a living? And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I identify as a teacher, you know, like it's a personality trait at this point. And I feel like that's a societal thing in America that we're kind of pushing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know if that's true elsewhere. Can't speak for other countries, obviously. But yeah, it's one of the first things that we ask about. Like, oh, what do you do? Yeah. So interesting. Another interesting fact I didn't know is that our modern day educational system was formulated during the Industrial Revolution Mm. and it was designed to train students for employment in warehouses and manufacturing plants. So today the structure of the school remains remarkably similar to the structure of the average work day. Um, Now, I cannot speak as to whether or not that's beneficial because I don't know, Mm -hmm. but I think that should you be pursuing a doctorate or something it might be something worth looking into like is this the most beneficial for students like are Mm -hmm. we working off of their biological circadian rhythms like are we Mm. addressing their needs so just a thought I don't know um but then the author continues to say when we feel unfocused tired and lazy it's often because we desperately need some time to rest our bodies and our brains yes and our society does not do that enough Mm -hmm. research has shown that a person on the verge of burnout will have trouble staying focused and being productive like raise your hand if you're there like everyone is there right now yep and by everyone I mean us teachers because (laughs) end of year things yeah that's the thing with our job especially is that it is we go by the school year right so we have the school years and we know by the end of the year like behaviors come up Mm -hmm. we get kind of sick and tired of each other it's like that they get tired of each other they get tired of each other but then you think of somebody who works um at i don't want to say a regular job because i mean i mean i know what you mean but at a job where it's just year and no Mm -hmm. matter what it's just the same consistency whatever and um yeah, I could. I don't know where I was going with that. I, I mean, my brain just went. Oh, because <laughs> like, we do. We do get to rest and yes, we do get a break yeah. well, from the kids. I mean, oh, from the kids. Yeah, meaning yeah, over yeah, the yeah. summer. Yeah, for sure. Whereas when you're at a job like that, it's just consistent and they mm-hmm. don't take the days off that they need or whatever it might be. But also, societal issue is like Americans are not provided ample vacation days and. Mm. Matt is a prime example of this. Like, we're afraid to take them. Mm-hmm. Like, I have has so 10 many. PTO yeah. days this year. I took four. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't even taken half of what yeah, what's provided. I have. So, and that's because I have rollover. So, we're typically provided five. Mm-hmm. But, like, people do not take their vacations. He has, I think, like, he could probably take a three-week vacation yes. with the amount of time yep. he has. And people are just afraid to to do it yeah and you get in this this headspace of like I have to be there Mm -hmm. because otherwise my job won't get done Mm -hmm. which I mean can be true depending on the job but I mean Matt just had this stomach flu and he took one day off and then he was like I'm gonna go back and I was like no you need to rest Matt just had the stomach flu 
they can do your job without yes you. but he was also and i don't know if you wanted to share this but like he was at the point where he was at his job and like got so sick and dehydrated yeah that, that like he had to be sent home paramedics came yeah to his job because he was so severely dehydrated and that's where we're at though like yeah. this book literally says so many times like i worked myself all the way up until i got like a hundred and some degree fever yeah for months yes. on end yes. and even then i wouldn't deal with it mm-hmm. so it's like no we need to stop doing this to ourselves like this is no longer acceptable like mm-hmm. we're finally in this space in this world where we are having these conversations of like this is not okay yeah. and this is not conducive to my health my mental health my mm-hmm. physical health well and you think about all i mean mental health has become more um I don't want to say prevalent, but prevalent and people are more willing to talk about it and more willing to talk about like going to therapy, which I think is amazing. And it's because we, it's just as a society, we work ourselves to the breaking point to where we don't have a choice. We need, we need help. We need to seek help. Yes. And, and we need to, we need to stop. We need to relax and we need time to ourselves Seriously, figure out though. what makes you happy and well and like thank god for people like Brene brown right that mm-hmm. are talking about vulnerability like mm-hmm. we're finally talking about our needs yeah and how the society that we're functioning in isn't necessarily working mm-hmm. and things need to change so we're actually going to talk about what we can do oh, to yes. change things so um again I wanted to do this episode because it's relevant within the education system mm-hmm. and we're going to focus on the idea of working less. Yeah. And what's being presented is based on research in industrial organization psychology. Mm. So this is backed by research, um, which I think is always phenomenal. This book has like pages and pages and pages of references. Yeah. Um, and the author does reference by chapter. <laughs> it's like 40 oh, wow. plus references her chapter that's insane which i love to get behind those kind of things Mm -hmm. so how to work less let's talk about it (laughs) the author recommends three different ways one advocate for your autonomy which i'm going to get into in a moment Mm -hmm. two focus on quality not hours spent at work Mm -hmm. and three start breaking up the work life interference loop Mm -hmm. so Let's go back to number one because here it is yet again. Again and again and again. Whoever is listening to this podcast, just start telling up how many times we say autonomy autonomy. (laughs) because holy moly, Mm -hmm. talk about its relevance. Oh, all the time. I mean, with students, with faculty, with anybody, anybody, you cannot tell me, you cannot name one human being who doesn't want choice. Mm -hmm. Like I cannot think of one. Not one, (laughs) especially me. Yeah. So um, I could think of situations in which I don't want choice. There are times. Oh yeah, situations, but like over your livelihood. For sure, for sure, for sure. We were also talking about how I'm a pushover and Taylor is a pusher. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which I I feel like is why our relationship works. It does. I'm a pusher. But you push when you need to. Yeah, in ways, but (laughs) in ways. But never. I'm never a pusher. But I. People can push me. Don't I'm no, 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 no. Usually okay with it. <laughs> Love it. Depends. Sorry, so, that was a little off. No, you're fine. One thing that we can do to work less is to advocate advocate for your autonomy. 
So one of the greatest predictors of both job satisfaction and employee motivation is how much freedom a person has. Um, yeah, people thrive when they're given. Oh, sorry. They're playing in here now. Most people thrive when they're given just even a little bit of autonomy, like we've talked about mm -hmm. with our students, and the ability to set their own priorities and work at their own pace. So people are self-motivated. We have talked about intrinsic motivation. People are born with intrinsic motivation. We ruin it. We suck it out of them. We do by giving <laughs> rewards. So stop doing it. I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah. Like we need to keep people intrinsically motivated to do things. And when they're given autonomy, they're able to soar, which is like actually in stark contrast with what many leaders think. Yes. Many leaders think they need to micromanage. Mm -hmm. And that is not necessarily true for a person that is passionate about what they're doing. Yes. Just saying. And I even think of I Matt at work when he had someone who was a micromanager yeah. like their warehouse manager whatever was was on them and he mm -hmm. hated it and now he has someone who's a lot more relaxed and mm -hmm. more and I think he works better mm -hmm. I mean how could you not work better under those circumstances well and I was just about to say trusting employees mm -hmm. to get things done is more beneficial than trying to police people's work habits yeah. or forcing them to put in hours yeah like we were literally just talking about this in the car. You need to trust until someone shows you that they are not trustworthy. Yes. Because the odds are if your employees are passionate or if they even like like the job that mm -hmm. they're in, you can trust them to get their stuff done. Yeah. They're going to do it. Yeah. And when they don't, there's your reason mm -hmm. for having them put in the extra whatever it is that yeah. they need to do yeah you need to give them a time frame great but like the more freedom that we're given mm -hmm. the more satisfied that we are and the better we do yeah I want to do I want to do better at my job if I have the freedom to do it exactly <laughs> when I thought this was an interesting additional note if you take a job that a person naturally likes doing and then you start trying to put in rewards or punishments mm -hmm. such as like their pay or whether or not they get reprimanded or what have you mm -hmm. you make the task less pleasant yeah so and we've talked about that with rewards it's the same thing like mm -hmm. you're making something external which even monetary like bonuses mm -hmm. can make a work environment toxic yeah which is really unfortunate because we do we want to work hard for earning things mm -hmm. but it can take it way too far yes so yeah you have to be very careful as someone who has the uh, capability of doing that. Mm. So how do we advocate for our own autonomy? Mm. One thing that employees should be doing is sharing the science on autonomy and motivation. Mm -hmm. Hey, boss, you should look and listen to <laughs> teachers talk. <laughs> um, but for real, uh, employees that are happier get more things done like yeah. there is science to show that yes you can point to this book so laziness does not exist mm -hmm. like I said tons of resources they also mention um, Marcus's who I am not familiar with they're writing for managers on the CQ net or you can go to like I don't know what is it eric.com or jstor and get all the science-backed articles yeah. on workplace productivity. What 
was the sh- there was a show that we watched on Netflix during like COVID, and when they it was like a science it was like a science based or like they were doing research on a bunch of different things. Oh, Do you know what I'm talking about? The brain about? one. The brain one yeah, where yeah, they yeah, had yeah. like a bunch of ra- like just random people. Yes. They did something on autonomy. I thought when they were like building the it was like the spaghetti and marshmallow where they had to build something with right. those two things and like when you gave a reward for it oh they gave it, there was more there were there was more arguing happening between yes. yeah. the groups there was like a lot more frustration whereas hmm. when they told the other groups to just have fun with it and make mm-hmm. what they wanted to make they made like these beautiful like whatever yes. and it was fun and things like that so it instantly showed that when you slap a reward and yes. I, we say this all the time but when you slap a reward on it it gets frustrating because if you can't accomplish like whatever Correct, it might be yeah. then you're automatically angry and upset yes. because you want that reward but you see it in kids like when yeah. you play even the simplest of games mm-hmm. right like jeopardy yeah and you slap candy with it mm-hmm. kids get po'd mm. like yeah. they get feisty yes, with each do. other Yes, and then do. some want to drop out like mm-hmm. just have fun yeah just have fun Let stop it. slapping rewards on everything <laughs> yeah and it saves you money so <laughs> there's that there you go um also you need to educate your coworkers and your friends again like listen to podcasts do the research listen to the research read the research mm-hmm. and get the word out there about autonomy if we haven't done that enough in this podcast then clearly we're doing something wrong Mm. but I feel like every other episode if not every episode has brought up how important autonomy is for adults and children yes so yes yes um another thing that you can do to advocate for your own autonomy is to ask for flex time and remote work options so clearly we can't do this because we work in a school but I'll mention it a a little bit later how we can kind of intertwine it as teachers Mm. But when people aren't required to adhere to a specific schedule, they have more freedom to set their own priorities and can build out a day that allows time for relaxation, family obligations, and work. Mm -hmm. And these people often become more productive and more satisfied. Yeah. My mom is a great example of this. Mm -hmm. She's like, okay, these are the max hours or like whatever that you have to hit per month. Yeah. Like, don't care when or how. Just, just make done. sure your work is done. Yeah. And they're like, great. Sounds good. Like they can take off any day. They can work any mm-hmm. amount of hours, whatever fits them best. Yeah. Just talking to people who have gone remote since COVID too yes. are pretty adamant on the fact that they feel that they are yeah. able to get more done. Well, and you home. are. You're more creative. Yeah. And you're able to schedule your day that best fits you. And again, not to like pull in the flow in here, but mm-hmm. like. Because we're doing this, we're seeing this shift in the norm. Like women are able to then kind of fit their schedules into their cycles, mm-hmm. which is huge. Like talk about a productivity increase. Yeah. I'm just saying we should definitely stay on this yes. track. Yeah. But again, like if you're a teacher or if you're doing labor, kind of like what we're doing, mm-hmm. um, there are ways that you can tweak and advocate for your autonomy still. We don't get to pick our times that we report to work, mm-hmm. but luckily our team meets to discuss our yearly schedule for subjects. So like we can choose when we're doing certain things throughout the day, which gives us a taste of autonomy. Like yeah. the school doesn't mandate that we do 
math at one time, spelling on another time, reading mm-hmm. groups. Like we get to choose that and kind of fit that best into how we flow yeah. as a team. Yeah. Which is nice. Um, and then the third thing that you can do to advocate for your own autonomy is to take on responsibilities that excite you. Mm. We have to focus on defining what we want our professional lives to be and when an employee can craft their job into what they want it to be, they're more engaged and they will flourish. Yeah. Where we see this in our schools, we pick summer projects. Mm-hmm. So those of you that think that teachers rest over summer, you're wrong. You are absolutely <laughs> wrong. Please do not come at me. I mean, you're all probably teachers listening to this. Yeah. Biggest pet peeve when humans that have like no relationship to a teacher mm-hmm. like just see teachers from the outside think really? that we get the full summer off yeah i want to smack them <laughs> it makes me so mad I'm yeah like, you all don't understand but we even don't if, get summer even if though we had a full summer without having to worry about prepping our class prepping curriculum anything even if that was the case mm-hmm. do we not deserve to have oh a summer yes. to relax after nine months of 10 months 10 months of constant madness i'm sorry but when you're a teacher and this is somebody else that said it last night at our end of year party who is not a teacher she was like you you are you provide a service like you are doing a service to our (laughs) community and i would agree with that and i and i hate to say it but like yeah we don't get paid well and people's excuses because you get summers off off. no but it's like I don't care if we get summers off because a we're prepping our classes and it's not like you said we don't just get the full summer we're still no it's not a nine to five Monday through Friday we get time off you and I are gonna go on a trip and yeah whatever but that's this is the time we get to relax and rejuvenate because we know we have another year of of hard work hard work it's hard. a hard work those of you that think teaching is willy-nilly come sit in my class on a daily <laughs> basis for like please or just come listen Let to what i had to you. deal with the past three days in my classroom but then and then what makes me crazy and not to get too far on a tangent but then we have babysitters making more than we make oh, like yeah. no you have this uh, is not gonna fly for that, much longer that pay for an in-house teacher yes like, Privately. Do you know how tempting that is? It's so tempting. It's like, oh, I could work with one child and tutor mm-hmm. them for whatever long yeah. every day and make bank. Make probably or double. <laughs> do the hardest job in the whole wide world, maintaining 30 children and their needs and their wants and yeah. everything else in between. Like, society, yeah. come on. <laughs> Step it up. Get with it. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Side I just, tangent. I love this because it gets me fired up. Yes. So going back, so outside of advocating for your autonomy another way that you can work less is to focus on quality and not hours spent at work Mm -hmm. so this is a quote that i don't necessarily agree with okay well i'm just gonna read it and then let me know what you think okay so they write the laziness lie says that virtuous worthwhile people spend long hours at their jobs tolling away no matter how drained they feel in organizations ruled by the laziness lie people are obsessed with keeping up appearances clocking in early lingering long after their shifts are over and watching the habits of other people like hawks this is both emotionally unhealthy and totally useless from a productivity perspective so i agree and i disagree right i Mm -hmm. i agree 
that we are living in a society where people are spending too long at work. A mm-hmm. work-life balance is not being established mm-hmm. and people need to draw boundaries. Yeah. I do believe that. Um, and I do think we need to stop l- comparing ourselves to others mm-hmm. and watching people and their own habits. Like everybody is an individual and we need to respect that. Yeah. I am guilty of this. Like when people are able to leave before me, like, mm-hmm. like how do they get out before me? Like, yeah. what? I've been here for five years. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but I, the part that says virtuous people spend long hours at their jobs, like, I think it is a virtuous trait to be able to put effort into things and to work hard at something. Yeah. The part where I'm glad that they mentioned spend long hours at their jobs. I don't think that that's necessary to be virtuous. No, absolutely not. And but that's part of the like focusing on quality, not hours spent. Mm-hmm. I think that I don't know. This comes from me because I, I mean, I get to work. Or contracted hours are what, seven? We have to be there. 7.40 until 3.45. Yeah, so I get to work at 7 o'clock every day. Jeez. But that, Again, I see, know. I can't, I can't but say anything. But for me, that. That works. It works and I feel better getting there early mm-hmm. and making sure I'm set up for the day. And I'm sure I could do it to get there at 7.40 every day and be fine, but... But if that's working for you, then that's working as long as you're not comparing yourself to others. No, and I'm not, it's not, I'm not getting there so I can... Toot your own horn. Be like, I get here at seven. I get there at seven because some, I don't know. You got stuff to do. I have things I want to do and, you know, if I can, that's the thing for me is I need to spend quality time preparing where when Mm -hmm. I get there at seven, I feel like I'm kind of like did did it like kind of maybe I get some emails sent and whatever it might be I'm getting ready for the day but I feel like I could do it in less time if I really focused yeah enough on it well that's like because now now that I'm in my fifth year I'm showing up at 7 30 and I'm leaving like at the dot yeah which is great but I do I feel like I get in I get my stuff done I get out Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm finally there yeah yeah (laughs) Um, but the author writes that you should consider your work quality in terms of the following questions. So I thought these were pretty interesting. Mm. What's something I've accomplished this month that I'm really proud of? Another one. How have my skills grown in the past year? Great one. I have found more or have I found more effective ways of doing old tasks, mm-hmm. which I think is a great, I think all of these are great. So yeah. I might as well stop commenting. <laughs> have I improved processes at my workplace or made things run more smoothly? That's something that our team is like constantly looking yes. to do. Yeah. And then last, how have I supported other people in doing their jobs more effectively? Hmm. So I think one through four comes first, obviously, like you need to have yourself in check yeah, and then you can check on others. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. And then the last thing um, before we wrap up is um, the third way that you can work less, which is breaking the work life interference loop. Mm. Basically what this is saying is technology has made work accessible 24 seven. Yes. Like we know that we have everything on our phones Mm -hmm. And it can be 9 p.m. and an email pops up. Like, I've received emails from parents at midnight. Oh, same. And given I'm asleep and I don't see it until the next day, like, even parents are doing this. So this is not just a a teacher-centric problem. Like, this is... Lots of jobs. 
Yeah. Yeah. So one thing that we need to start doing as a society, we like all need to be together on this one Mm -hmm. and really set align we need to drastically cut down on digital work time yeah we need to set hours that work for us Mm -hmm. so like my digital work time is 8 a.m to 5 p.m yeah like i will not respond to an email or a parent past 5 p.m i need to set that boundary this year i definitely did not set that boundary um this past year and i know um i think i'm gonna say that first thing like curriculum night i'm just gonna say i will not be responding to any emails past five because or i'm happy to respond to emails that come to me from 8 a.m until 5 exactly i mean obviously i'll word it nicely but i did not set that boundary and i will reply to an email at 8 30 and see i'll do that on a one-off like if it's a parent i have a good relationship with and it's just a quick response yeah that's one thing the usually that's what it, i yeah. if a parent sends me some long email and it's gonna be a long response i don't nope. if it's like but it, if if it's a quick thing of like whatever it might be i will respond at 8 p.m yeah <laughs> and i shouldn't and it's hard to sometimes you know or i guess like luckily our boss is so in tune with this so yes. like we don't necessarily have the struggle with our boss in this area but like mm-hmm. If you do have a boss that does not have a work-life balance or a coworker mm-hmm. that or like a higher up, the author suggested this quote, which I thought was really nice. It says, hey, I'm really having trouble dealing with stress. So like kind of just being vulnerable. Yeah. I'm not going to be available to answer emails after 8 p.m. anymore, mm-hmm. which for me, too late, like <laughs> 5 p.m. I, it would be 5 p.m. for yeah. me. But you have to know your boundaries and your limits mm-hmm. and you and here's another thing that I I agree disagree with right okay. so they say that you should leave a job if it's not interesting to you or if it's not healthy for you uh, yeah so That's where we have <laughs> I agree and I disagree mm-hmm. I think yes if you are in a job that is not serving you absolutely leave um especially if you're a teacher and it's not serving you like mm-hmm. you should go because yeah. there are children's lives that are dependent on your abilities and your passion yeah and if this is not something that you can be passionate about or no longer love like yeah you mm-hmm. should step out and and I know that also lends into a bigger conversation of like the education world is not conducive right yes. now, especially in public education. Like there's a lot of hard work to be done. Yes. And teachers are leaving quickly because things are not okay. Mm-hmm. And we have to recognize that. Yes. But also like please leave at the appropriate time. Yeah. That's um, the biggest. We've had full yes. things on that of our opinions on people leaving halfway through the year and it's it's not healthy it's not and it it causes just damage to all these poor little kids yeah well and not only the children but also like you as a faculty are impacted by every single person that leaves there's a reason we sign contracts yeah yeah so please leave when it's appropriate if you're working on a year-round job like make sure you put in your two weeks Mm -hmm. um Unfortunately, we have had way too many, like Skylar just said, instances this year where people literally just go. Like there is no two week. Mm -mm. There is no um, lead up. It's Mm -mm. a I'm done. Good luck. And that's just so hard. It's hard for the lead. It's hard for the TA, like whoever. It's hard for the children. It's hard for admin because they're stressed on finding someone 
good that enough to fill, fill yeah they have to fill a position and i hate to say it but that's when you get those yes those yes the people that are you know we're just like oh and it's gonna have to do and that's good enough for now (laughs) yeah so yeah so please if you're a teacher like work with your administration like let them know hey I'm leaving at the end of the year yes please 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 be mindful of the impact that you make on Mm -hmm. so many other people but yes do leave if it is not serving you yeah so yeah that's that's it wow I know pretty concise I will finish this book yeah I was gonna say there's more to it correct but yes there is kind of like the baseline well and it's cool because I'm in the chapter right now where it's like I identify probably most with so I'm highlighting a ton of it but Mm. it's um your achievements are not your worth Mm, and we just kind of grew up in an era where our achievements were yes. <laughs> our worth. Yes. And so um, it'll be fun to unpack that one. And Good. maybe um, that could be an episode because I think everyone needs to hear that. Mm-hmm. And then there's an upcoming chapter. It's called Shrugging Off Society's Quote Shoulds. Oh. So okay. I don't know. I really, I've liked it. Again, it's not like I don't identify with everything. It's mm-hmm. a hard read. Not from a standpoint of language, but from a standpoint of like undoing things that mm-hmm. I've once known. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. And I want my mom to read it because she is a workaholic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it talks about like why you need rest and why you need recovery yes. and why it's not OK that we are not doing that. Exactly. So, yeah. If you like cool. this one, please rate, review and subscribe and like comment DM us so that I know to continue this. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I don't know if I should continue <laughs> it. So just like give us feedback. Let us know what you're thinking, what you want to hear about. But um, next week, I know we want to do a teacher tale. So as the year wraps up, you oh, should send so those We need in. teacher tales. We should have said it at the beginning of this I know. Too. I forgot. But I yeah, send us any of your teacher tales. You can DM us on our Instagram or we have an email, teacherstalkpod at gmail.com. We'll take any fun things. Yeah. Because we love to hear them. I have some fun ones I'm excited for. So. I can't wait to hear them. I'm excited. <laughs> cool. Well, you want to start with your positive and then oh, we'll, we'll head up because yeah. we're actually going to we are a lunch with late. a couple of a former student and a current student. You so. know what? That's my positive. We're going to go. I It's one of the students that I have right now. And then her sister we both had together. Um, and the mom just wanted to take us out as an end of year lunch. And I'm really excited. I love so. when parents do that. It's so nice. Um, mine is just like all the love that we've received this past week with mm. graduating. We yep. walked on Tuesday oh, and it yeah. was just like all week long a showering of congratulations from coworkers Constant, and like yeah. parents just saying kudos to you for powering through yeah. and we can't imagine how difficult it was so it's kind of nice to uh be acknowledged for like that just absolutely crazy time yeah. of our lives because it has been a crazy two yeah. years so it is really it's nice it's not easy and anyone that's also going through that like keep pushing as hard as it is and as much as you want to give up as we did, like you can do this and you can do hard things and mm-hmm. just finish strong. And if you need like people to talk to, like we've been there, done that. So you yeah. can always reach out to us and yes. we'll do what we can to help. So yep. Yep. All right. Cool. We'll see you next week with some teacher tales and the week after that we'll be in D 
DC, baby. Oh, boy. So we'll record an episode so you guys will have something on Monday. Cool. All right. Love you all. Bye, y'all. Goodbye.